This is New Creation, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Joe Sabalik of New Creation Church in Paris, California. Every week, Pastor Joe brings you life-changing truth from God's Word. Here's Pastor Joe Sabalik. A lot of us have been told a lot of things. We hear a lot of things, but Jesus said, take heed what you hear because we ingest things that are stifling in us and pushing us back instead of promoting us. The Bible says promotion comes from the Lord, not demotion. God wants to promote you. God wants to bless you, and somebody should say amen. Amen. How are you seeing your God today? How do you view him? I want you to repeat a word after me. The word is yes. Say it. Yes. Yes. It's a great word, and we don't use that word like we should. When the Holy Spirit says something to you, yes is the response. Not debating, oh, I'm kind of too tired to go to church. Oh, I'm I'm just a little worn out. I need a day of rest. No, you need the gospel. You need the word of God. You need to be inspired by others around you that are in the same battle as you. Church, the enemy wants to rip you off. We are living in satanically energized times. And I'm telling you, it's not going to get better. But as a child of God, it is. As a child of the Most High God, we are victorious and we are going further than we ever have because God has placed us on this planet. At this time in history, you have a destiny as a child of God. Not with just a purpose, but your purpose. You have purpose on this planet. And your destiny, your life as a child of God is not defined to you by what others think or others say, but what God says about you. And that's what we need to get used to hearing, what God says about us. Boy, the enemy wants to beat you down. Do you know that? You have a yes God. Did you know that? Your God is a yes God, not a no God. What are you saying yes to? What are you saying no to? Oh, I'm just too tired to go to church. I said that already. I'm going to say it again. That is, not, that is a poor excuse of the enemy to annihilate you. If he can keep you away, a coal away from the fire will die out. You have to get yourself ignited. That's why the disciples gathered together on the first day of the week to come together to remember the Lord in communion and to share the word of God and give the church a rhema word of God. It's biblical. It's through 60 years of... Uh, church history in the book of Acts and we're here together today for a reason, for a purpose. We have a Thursday night service so you can be blessed, so you can be re-energized as we're going through the word. We have Sunday mornings so you could be blessed and receive the anointing that God has placed on his church because you're a part of his church. And when the enemy comes in and throws an excuse or throws something else in front of you, that's what we say no to, we say yes. You get prompted by the Holy Spirit. I know we all do. Oh, it's Sunday, it's time to get going to church. The answer is yes, that's the Holy Spirit prompting us. But then when you start reasoning, oh, why you couldn't be here, or why you shouldn't, or I just need to, I just need to be refreshed, you're not getting refreshed, you're getting lied to. I'm telling you, you're getting lied to. Because when you get up and get here, you get healed. You get power. You get strength. You get what God has for you. Amen? You know, people say, I've worked all week. We've all worked all week. Come on, church. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 25 says, As your days are, so your strength shall be. You have strength. Let the weak say, I'm strong. You have to start confessing what God says about you. God wants you to be refreshed. No more poor excuses. Unconsequently, we as people, when we walk by sight, are deprogramming the Holy Spirit to move in us. 
We walk by faith, church. We believe what God's promises say. Any problem you might be facing, God has a promise for it. And you need to find that promise in the word of God and you need to quote that promise over your problem and believe God and start saying yes, amen, yes to what he says. Now, this is why I know God's a yes God because in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, he says no matter how many promises... And guess what? There's 5,473 promises in the Word of God. Come on, church. These are all for you. No matter how many promises God has made, they are all? Yes. Say it again. Yes. Yes. They are all yes in Christ because he met the requirement. The condition is not based on your performance. It's based on Jesus' performance. And that's where our freedom is in Christ. And so through his The amen is spoken to us by the glory of God. God says amen to you. Amen is a good word. People say they say it too much. No, it means let it be. So be it. Make it happen. And God says he wants to make his promises happen in your life. That's why we're here today. This isn't a moose lodge. This isn't a positive uh, reinforcement convention to get you wound up so you can do something. It's so you can accomplish something, and it's by the blood of Jesus. I'm giving you a positive message because the gospel is positive. For God so loved the world, it's good news. I want to give you a a huge revelation. Do you know what? God's not mad at the world. God is not mad at the world. Jesus took the madness out of the world when he died on the cross. God's in love with the world. God loves people. He's not willing that any should perish. He's not condemning you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And he'll never give up on you. That's how good your God is. He loves you today. And never doubt his love, his call. God knows everything about you and he still likes you. God came to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4. But the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I set you apart. Pay attention to this. I set you apart. I anointed you and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And then he said in verse 6, I thought about this and I said, Lord, I'm only but a youth. I cannot speak. How many excuses do people come up with with the call of God? doesn't matter if you're young. It doesn't matter if you're old. Drop the excuses. You're not too young. You're not too old. You are who you are at this time in history because God is a God of destiny and he placed you on planet E so you could have an impulse of his Holy Spirit in you to do something for his kingdom. You are kingdom children today. And the Lord said to me, do not say you are too young. You must go to everyone I send you. Do not be afraid of them. I am with you. I will rescue you, says the Lord. Then the Lord reached down with his hand and he touched my mouth. And he said, I've put my words in your mouth. God has placed his words, God words, in your mouth. You are a voice today. You're not an echo of some philosophical dreamer. You are a voice of God. You speak the oracles of God. You have a plan and a purpose on this planet. Church, understand your body chemistry. Understand who you are, your body, soul, and spirit. You could take your body and burn it to the ground. We could take the ashes, add certain chemicals to it, put it under a microscope, and know that's your DNA. 
That's how powerful you are. There is only one of you on this planet. And God has brought you out of this world system and placed his word and his promise in you for you because he's a good God. He's a yes God to his promises that he has imparted to you. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, that every word of God is pure and true. His words aren't fake. They're not lies. They're not philosophical ideas. They're not the makings of a human. They're God words. God in sun-dry times spoke to us in the past by his prophets, but now he speaks to us by his Holy Spirit, it says in the book of Hebrews. And you have the impulse of God in you today. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You should be getting this right now because this message will change your destiny. God has not called you to live in complacency, laziness, lack, poverty, sickness. That's not his will for you. His will for you is to receive the promises of God. Church, I want you to know how good your God is. Hallelujah. His words are flawless, the scripture says. Before you were born, he set you apart. You didn't come from your parents. You came through your parents. People always talk about the bad hand they were dished from their parents. Who cares about your parents? Care about who you are. Time to get over it. I'm not discounting if you had a horrible upbringing, but let it go. I've seen on fire powerful believers whose both parents were drug addicts, messed up and insane, and it didn't stop them because they took the promises of God and used them in a powerful way. They're all there for you no matter who you are. That's how good your God is. I set you apart. I sanctified you. I appointed you. God already set you apart. He's already appointed you. And guess what? Before you were born, he knew you. And he did all this. Well, didn't I have to repent? He knew what was going to happen. Repent from what? Dead works? Self-righteousness? Yes. But receive the word of God. And the Philippian jailer, when he said, what must I do to be saved? What was the answer? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Your yes from God is released when you believe. That's it. Jesus did not say obey me. He said believe me. And I will say that over and over again until we get it in our thick skulls because we somehow think it's predicated upon our performance that if I'm really good, God can't help but love me. No, that's not how it works. God can't help but love you because Jesus died for you and he rose from the dead. Amen? And you're a powerful person on this planet. Stop letting the devil lie to you. Stop letting the devil tell you you're depressed. No, you're not. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, great peace to those who know your name. Nothing causes them to stumble, that says in Psalm 119. Nothing. Because you're a child of God. Your house is built on the rock. The rock of Jesus. Is somebody hearing this message today? Someone say yes. Come on, let's get used to saying yes. Yes. It's a great word. It's not going to put you out. Yes, use it with discernment. But it's a great word to say yes to the Lord. So God knows you. That's his promise. Second promise is that he sends you. You are sent right now as a child of God into the world in which you live, in the surroundings in which you are surrounded with. You are born of an incorruptible seed. You are a child of the Most High God. You are blessed. You are one with God through Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. Do you realize how powerful that is? I'm not echoing some philosophical idea, some dream that somebody came up with. 
2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, God who became man, lived a sinless life, and he walked this planet so you could be redeemed. He lived sinless, and he was the sacrifice. That which separated you from God was put upon Jesus, our iniquity, your iniquity, the iniquity of the whole world, not just ours, but the whole world was placed upon Jesus And there he was separated from his father as he took upon the sin of all humanity. And the Bible tells us and history tells us that the earth shook. The Bible tells us and history tells us that there was a great earthquake. Rocks split. The veil in the temple was ripped from the top to the bottom. And it was because God was no longer going to be separated because of our sin. It was placed upon Jesus. And you simply by believing in Jesus, your sin is gone. Gone forever. You are no longer, when you believe in Jesus, are no longer considered a sinner. You are now considered a saint of the most high God. This is what releases us. This is what gives me ability and power to stand here right now and tell you the good news. Because God has good news. It's not bad news. Thank God it's not bad news. I'm a child of the king. I have the same message I had that I was born again with and I'll always have. Do you know you're as saved as you're ever going to be? That powerful? When you said yes to Jesus, boom, that's it. You're as saved as you're ever going to be saved. You're going to take the spirit of God that he's placed in your life with you through all eternity. Now your spirit communicates to your soul the righteousness of God and the righteousness of God is spoken from your soul to your body and that's where healing is released. That's where power is released. You are a magnificent creation of the most high God. Jesus said, greater things you will do. Why? Because I go to the Father. Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's with the Father. You and the Father are one. This is why you are powerful. Stop letting the devil lie to you. Start realizing what you have, the resources you possess as a child of God. I'm happy because God is my Lord. Anxiety comes in, I shake it off. And I say, I'm a powerful source of the Most High God. Amen. Doubt comes, I shake it off. venomous serpent grabs a hold of my hand I shake it off and throw it into the fire you don't run from the fire you run to the fire you're a Holy Ghost baptized child of God and nothing's going to stop you nothing can separate you from the love of God no weapon that's formed against you a bad report a person weird at work they will not prosper you will prosper because you are sanctified by God because that promise belongs to you come on church I'm not quoting some blah, blah, blah philosophical nonsense. This is the word of God. There was a time in Israel's history, a horrible time, horrific time. Uzziah, who was a powerful king, passed away. And it looked like all hell was breaking loose. And the prophet Isaiah said this in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that Uzziah died, he doesn't stop there. In the year of 2016, when it looks like craziness is going crazier, Come on, church, think about this. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord, and he was high and lifted up. He was exalted. He was seated on the throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Didn't matter what it looked like on planet Earth as all hell was breaking loose. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord, and he was high and lifted up. You need to start seeing the Lord high and lifted up. You need to start seeing the Lord in any situation you face as a child of God that he's ruling over it and he's for you and he's not against you and you can say yes to him today. 
and above him was the seraphim, and each with six wings. Two wings were covered with their faces, two of them covered their feet as they were flying, and they were calling one to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. So I don't care what's going on on this planet, the whole earth is filled with this glory. It depends what eyes you're looking through. When you're looking through the eyes of glory, when you're looking through the eyes of the Most High God, it's glorious because you know all things are working together for good for those who love the Lord. You know that no weapon that's formed against you is going to prosper. Understand who you are as a child of God. And then he goes into this church. I want you to know God's not dead. He's not even sick. Come on, church. Listen to what he said in verse 5. Then I cried out, woe is me, for I am ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips. I live among a people with unclean lips. My eyes have seen the king, the glory of God. And then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand at, that he had taken from the altar. Verse 7. And when he touched my mouth, he said, I've touched your mouth. I've touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. Today, God has touched your lips. Your sin is atoned for. It's not just covered, it's removed. You are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. You're a child of God. You've been adopted into the family. You're now joint heirs with Christ. You will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You will speak in new tongues. Anything that wants to harm you will not prosper. You're untouchable. You're the untouchables. You are blessed with the spirit of God. The angelic hosts surround you. The angels of the Lord encamp around those that fear him. You are a child of God. And nothing, no nothing, no nothing can separate you from him. That's what he said in Hebrews 13, 5. And then I heard a voice from the Lord. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And he said, here I am, send me. See, his no became yes. When he got his eyes off of what was happening and started seeing the glory of God high and lifted up, then he said, Lord, I can do this. Yes, send me. God wants to send you to every person you come in contact with this week to invite them to church, to invite them to a relationship with God. Church, I want you to know God is doing something big right now. And you are a part of it right now. Listen, church, what it goes on to say. Whom shall I send? He says, send me. You might think you have no hope. I want you to know today, you have a voice. When you're in your high school, you have a voice. When you're at college, you have a voice. When you're at work, you have a voice. When you're in the depths of Walmart, you have a voice. No matter what you're experiencing, you have a voice. God doesn't make you aware of your fallen nature any longer. He told Isaiah, I've made you clean. You need to start listening to his voice. He made you clean. Not your voice, not the devil's voice, but his voice in you. You have been made clean by the blood of the lamb. Our response is, here I am, send me. Yes, Lord. I see so many people coming up with a million reasons why they can't be at church on Sunday morning. I'm preaching to the choir right now. But you know people that should be here who aren't. And you need to start calling them and saying, I'm going to see a church. Oh, you know, I, that's not really for me. No, it's for you. You've just been lied to. You've got to speak to people and tell them. You, you, need to let, you need to let them know that God wants them in church. Well, I kind of have my own thing. We do our thing at our house. You know what? 
Well, God hasn't anointed that, nor has he ordained that. Read the book of Acts. The church was set in order by the disciples and was set in order 60 to 90 year period of church history. There was church established. God established the boundaries and the places where churches would be established to get his everlasting gospel out. We're here in Paris, but we're surrounded by the whole Riverside, L.A., San Bernardino counties. And we have a voice in these places. We're on the radio on Saturdays and Sunday mornings getting this gospel into people's ears and we're getting responses like, why have we ever heard this? Because they've been told all how they are sinners and they're in their sin nature, they're defeated, they're not gonna make it, they need to just crawl on their faces before God. That's a lie. You come boldly to the throne of grace, you are gonna make it. You're a child of blessing, not a child of curse. You've been raised up. God raised you for a purpose. For a plan that he has for you. Nothing can separate that. 2 Corinthians 10, 15 tells us to cast down those imaginations that exalt themselves to the seat of Christ in our heart. Those imaginations that would tell you, oh, it's better just to stay at home. No, come in church and get healed. Come get filled up. Come and get strengthened today. That voice that will tell you not to say something. Have you ever been somewhere and you hear the Lord say, tell them I love them. And you go, Okay, well, maybe I, get, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, we come up with the weirdest things. We say the stupidest things, don't we? I do. I've, I've had, I've, we've all been there. You just got to open your mouth and say, hey, God loves you. That's all you have to do. And he'll take care of the rest. But just tell him, for God so loved you that he gave you Jesus, that you could have everlasting life. He's not condemning you. He loves you. All you have to do is believe in him, and he'll save you. That's it. God wants you to understand that knock down those imaginations and God's going to raise you up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel, they were separated from their parents at a young age. They were castrated. They were left as servants in a kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar. And guess what? They held their ground to their belief in God. And listen to what God says about them in Daniel chapter 1, verse 7. These four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding I want you to know, no matter what situation you're in, you're rising above it as a child of God. And they shined through the word of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown in a fiery furnace. When they were not allowed to pray, they prayed. They stood up, actually. When they were supposed to bow, they stood because they were only going to bow before their God. And so as a result, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. And so they were thrown in this fiery furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar said, did not we throw three of them in there? Why do I see four of them and one's likened under the Son of God? I want you to know no matter what fire you go through as a child of God, there's one with you likened under the Son of God. His name is Jesus, and he's going to take you through the fire. You're not going to stay in the fire. You're going to get through it to the other side to a powerful destiny of victory as a child of God. Think about the commitment that people have to causes that are so wacko. Think about the commitment people have to politics. Now, you should all get out and vote, but I'm going to just use this as an example. The commitment people have to Democrats or Republicans or to independents, the commitment people have to causes of bombing people in airports, the commitment that people have to crazy, ludicrous things, but you have the spirit of the most high God. Should we not be the most committed, the most powerful people on this planet because God has given us his power? 
That's why we're here on Sunday mornings. We're committed to the cause of Christ. We're committed to what Jesus has committed us to. And it's exciting. Think about David. David said yes to his call. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel, they said yes. I want you to start getting in the habit of saying yes when God speaks to you by the power of his Holy Spirit. Get up and go. Get excited. Yes, I'll go. I'll be there. That's why Jesus said, let your yes be yes. That's why it says, choose this day whom you will serve. You know, God gives you a choice and then he gives you the answer key. Choose life. So you take the answer key. Oh, he says, choose life. Okay, yes. But think about David. Remember when he was anointed, this person raised himself up, Goliath, this giant who was defiling the armies of Israel. And David thought to himself, I've killed a bear. I've killed a lion. He stood in the power of his anointing. Some people would say, that's really arrogant of him. That's really proudful and boastful. Said, I'm going to go do this. He should say, the Lord's going to help me. And people come up with the weirdest things, don't they? They think if somebody's bold and they're powerful and exciting, they need to be humbled. You don't even know what humility is. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. He didn't say humble yourself in sight of others. Well, we need to be a servant because the greatest among us is a servant. Jesus is the greatest among us. Guess what? Revelation. Jesus is the servant of all. He's the greatest. I'm not a servant. Did you know that? Sorry. I'm a son. I'm a son today. I'm a prince. I'm a child of the Most High God. My father and I have a relationship in the kingdom of God. Your father and you have a relationship. Jesus said, I don't call you servants any longer. I call you my friends. Friends that stick closer than a brother. You're anointed by the most high God. And I come here to church and I, and I bless God's people. It's not servanthood. It's blessedhood. This is a blessing to come in to bless one another. In the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse 21, Mary and Martha, friends of Jesus. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But now I know, now, God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said, your brother's gonna rise again. And then Martha gives a great answer. I know he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus looked at her and said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whoever believes in me, who is alive, shall never die. And then he said, do you believe this? And what was her answer? Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who came into the world. And Jesus said, show me where you laid him. You shall see the glory of God, believing releases the glory of God in your life. You're yes to God. When you say yes, show me where you laid him. Lord, by now he stinketh. That's the King James for stinks. It's been four days he's been dead. By now he's starting to stinketh. It's a good word to use. Something stinketh in the air right now. (laughs) Isn't that a weird word? Stinketh. By now he stinketh. Jesus walked over and said, roll the stone away where he lays. And they're all looking. And he said, Father, thank you that you always listen to me. Do you know God always listens to you? 
Do you know he hears the prayer of the righteous? Do you know when you communicate, you've got his 100% attention? And then he went to that grave and said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus got up and says he started hopping out all wrapped up in the things they wrapped him in. And then Jesus says, would somebody untie him? I'm convinced they were staring at him like this. I don't think Jesus said, now let's unwrap him. I said, somebody unwrap him. So they unwrapped him. Lazarus was risen from the dead. I want you to know that God says to you today, he not only has given you a promise that he knows you, that he sends you, but he gives to you. God is a giving God. Isaiah 55, 12, you shall go out with joy and peace. You shall have peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth and shout before you with joy. The trees of the field will clap their hand because the presence of God is with you. He's a good God. When Jesus told Mary, I'm the resurrection and the life, seven times in the scripture, Jesus said, I am, I am, I am. Whatever your need is, I'm the bread of light. I'm the light of the world. You need light, he gives you light. You need bread, he gives you bread. You need power, he gives you power. He's the great I am. God wants you to know today that he's loved you. Think about these I am's. I'm the bread of life. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Jesus said, I'm the door. You need a door open, he's your door. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the resurrection. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody gets to the Father but by me. He's your Father who loves you with an everlasting love. Our Father is good. He said yes to you. I'm telling you right now, that's why the Bible says in Romans 8, 31, it says, what shall we say to these things in the response to God? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for you. He's a yes God, and we are called by God to say yes to him. Amen. Father, we thank you, God, for your love today. Lord, we thank you that the enemy came to kill and steal and to destroy, but you came to give us life and life more abundantly. You said signs and wonders will follow those that believe. You said, did I not tell you if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Thank you that you know us, that you send us, that you give to us, that we are a voice. You have placed your voice in us. If today's broadcast has blessed you, write Joe and tell him about it at New Creation Church, 57 Business Park Drive, Paris, California, 92571. Or call the church directly at 951-310-2422. That's 951-310-2422. And be sure to check out Joe's website, newcreation.tv. New Creation with Pastor Joe Sabalik is sponsored by New Creation Church, Joe Sabalik Ministries, and your generous donations.